Welp, another day in the land of Fraser. Mm -hmm. I like when they drink the sherry. I'm more of an espresso man myself. I like when Frazier believes that there is one scenario occurring, and in fact, it is a different scenario altogether. That's good analysis, Swamp Whale. <laughs> Thank you, Swamp Jay. Welcome to Will and Jace, a Frazier podcast. Oh boy, are oh we? Oh boy, are we gonna get conned today? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Ellipsis. It doesn't tell you. That's the episode. That's the mystery. It's Season- another mystery episode. <laughs> it's a mystery, Will and Jace again. It's like Adventures in Paradise mega episode. <laughs> Season two, episode 14. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, dot, dot, dot. Last week, you took a guess at what this episode would be about. Prank war. Well, you you were a bit more long-winded than that. Here's what you actually said. It's a prank war. Frazier and Niles are in a prank war, like they do every year on, let's call it April Fool's. And they always do, like, really gentle upscale pranks, and they, like, put a different kind of caviar in each other's really nice caviar and, like, swap out each other's champagne. And Martin says, that's not a real prank. This is how you do a real prank. He gives, like, a peanut can full of steaks. And Frazier and Niles, like, escalate their pranks, like, way too far. And Niles, like, gets a pirate signal and gets on Frazier's radio show and does all these things. And Frazier has Niles' topiary destroyed. And they have to learn that they just can't do April Fool's anymore. (laughs) Prank war. I guess it was kind of prank war now that you mention it. I'll take this one as just being clean wrong. But I appreciate you. If you look at it from a side angle and squint a bit, yeah, it looks people were lot... getting stealing is like a prank. It's like a funny joke. Yeah, I got your car. <laughs> okay, we should synopsis first before we get into this. I got your briefcase. Synopsis me. Synopsis for this episode starts at Cafe Nervosa, where Niles is opening the door for people and not getting any sort of acknowledgement, which really rubs him the wrong way. Niles runs into Roz at Cafe Nervosa, and they decide to sit down and have a conversation together. Meanwhile, Fraser gets some coffee and comes back to find his briefcase is missing! So he surmises that the briefcase has been stolen, and then on the radio show the next day, he announces that also his dry cleaning has been stolen using the ticket that was inside his briefcase, and then... Someone calls into his show and says they found his briefcase. They're going to meet him at Cafe Nervosa. And Frazier goes to Cafe Nervosa only to find that now the person has stolen his car because they know where his car is. All throughout this episode, Frazier's sort of having a moral debate with his dad about people. And he says people are generally good. And the former police officer says people are, are you know, trash, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So many words. At the end of the episode, Frazier finally confronts the person who's been stealing his car, his suit, and his life. Yes. And they have a conversation, and then uh, the police come and arrest Frazier at the end of the episode. That's the man that's been impersonating Frazier Crane. Exactly. Trying exactly. to control government. So let's start at the beginning of this one, shall we? It's a very good place to start. The opening credits said Frazier. Yes. I'm done. You can do the next note. Okay. Niles is holding a door for a woman who does not say thank you. Mm-hmm. And Niles thinks people are being rude now. Mm-hmm. He's wiping his chair again. It's been a while. He has. The OCD is strong in this episode. It is strong again. Yeah, Good he, for Niles. He's got his chair rag. Yes. Chair rag sounds like a 
unpopular song from the 1910s. Catches things up with Roz well enough because Roz doesn't sit with them because Niles is snippy towards her. And Fraser says, you guys work it out. Mm-hmm. And he says her jacket is off beat and he calls Maris, Maris the heiress. So they have a conversation. And it's true that all of their interactions to this point have been a little... Snipey. A, a, a lot snipey, I guess, would be a better way to say it. And Roz, understandably, doesn't even want to sit with him. No. So they always make fun of me. And it's been pretty one-sided at this point, I yes. think, mostly Niles. But they, they did sort of sit down, and they sort of agreed to, to continue to be snipey toward each other. But enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, but enjoy it. Sure, I'll take that. I'll take that. So I guess maybe maybe the Frasier writers were like, man, it just seems mean at this point. Maybe if the characters both agree to it. Maybe everyone just not shit on Roz all the time. Yeah, she she gets a lot. Gets a lot. She gets a lot. Get a lot of hate. So Frasier comes back and finds that his briefcase is missing, but he thinks he finds it. There's a priest that has a very similar briefcase, and he opens it, and it says, if you're a briefcase, why would you be carrying around rosary beads? Okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, before that, Wednesday nights is Martin's five-alarm chili. Yeah. So you like five-alarm chili? Oh, yeah. I like spicy chili. Is it the spicier, the better? To what point? Until it gets too spicy. Until it gets too spicy, and then I gotta put a cinnamon bun in it. <laughs> cool it down. How come you never had me over for chili night? Because you won't come into my house anymore. That's fair. That's fair. You really put a cinnamon bun? Yeah, it's a Nebraska thing. Is it really? Yes, this is a real thing. Explain this. So in Nebraska in, I don't know, 1935, I don't know when this happened, but at one point uh, schools just had an excess of chili and cinnamon buns. They just started serving them During together. the height of the Depression? During the height of the Depression. That's all that was left in their stores, in their reserves, was chili and cinnamon buns after the war for a short and before the next war. For a short time, Nebraska used cinnamon buns as currency. They still do. <laughs> if you go there, yeah. it's like definitely that, currency. That'll be $10 or four buns. Yeah, give me some buns. <laughs> That's my Nebraska accent. This is my daughter. You can have it for seven buns. <laughs> Should be good to you. So anyway, schools served these things together and kids came home and were like, I want chili and cinnamon buns. So parents started making it. So it became this like Nebraska thing. It's a real thing. And I was introduced to it and it's incredible. And if you've never had it, it's incredible. I don't know. Chili and cinnamon buns sounds like an eight-year-old's fever dream a little bit. (laughs) Everything in eight-year-old fever dreams is an amazing experience. In Nebraska. In Nebraska. (laughs) If you can dream it and you're eight, it happens in Nebraska for real. Pizza made out of gummy bears, not waking up to (laughs) tend to the harvest at 6 a.m. Amazing, ridiculous dreams. Tend to the harvest. A place where the wind won't murder you. So, back to Frasier. When they're talking, Roz says to Niles, at least I'm not, you know, married to Maris the heiress. In an earlier episode, the episode My Coffee with Niles, the last episode of season one, you predicted Maris made her money from selling furs. I I said her family money came from furs. Right. Is that, are you going to stick with that? Yeah, that's where she's an heiress to. Fur money. Furs. (laughs) Old fur money. Fur money is very real. Yeah. I'm not doubting it. Well, Sal, your tone is doubting it. Yeah. Someone's not getting a fur for Christmas. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm doubting that your prediction is correct. <laughs> well, I think you know where her money comes from. <laughs> I might. And they mentioned that that's the briefcase that Roz gave Frazier. Right. Hooray. Hooray. Well, that's gone, but he oh. had it for a while. 
He might get it back. It's, it's hard to say. Unclear what Un- happens at the end of this one. Unclear. I do like Niles' line when he, him and Roz are struggling for something to say, and he says, I'm handy now. I'm handy now. <laughs> he is really into getting handy in this episode. I know. A couple episodes ago, see the power. They tried to fix a toilet. He didn't seem as... I don't know. He well, had a failed... That put, that put the bug in him. Maybe it did. Because before that, he said that he was like genetically superior to tradesmen. Maybe now... And he also found that it arouses his wife, and very little seems to. So yeah. That's enough. Who keeps their wallet in their briefcase? You don't? I, d- I always have it in my pocket. I wouldn't put it in, like, my bag. I don't have a briefcase. Do you have a briefcase? I use a backpack. I use this backpack. Oh, that's a nice backpack. Thank you. If I can describe it for everyone, um, it, it has two straps and a, a pouch to hold things. It has a lower pouch for my lunches. You put your lunches in your backpack. I got all the essentials in here. I have dice, tissues, magic cards, my mic stand, what are you my sh- mic, my lunch is in the bottom. I have some loose cookies pens, a rubber band, and my wallet. Oh, I messed it up. <laughs> Sometimes my work computer in it. You shooting dice in the alley? What's going on, Are Will? you not? <laughs> I, that's how I, made my I f- go to work. That's how my family made their money. <laughs> I am a dice heiress. Frazier is so unhappy he could kick a kitten through an electric fan. Been there. <laughs> We've all been there. It's a good image, because Eddie is pissing him off. So Frazier and Martin are kind of having a debate back and forth about whether people are good mm-hmm. or whether they're not good. And then Daphne decides to chime in. With that when one, she lived in London. One of her stories. So it's, it's a long one. It's a long one. Yeah. You kind of wondered where it was going. And now I also wonder where it was going. Yes. Well, she just got skeezed on by an old man that passed her a note about fellatio. The story ended with her saying, that's not how you spell fellatio. I don't think I could spell fellatio. That's my question for you. Oh, no. So the word that I'd like you to spell, fellatio. Can I have the country of origin? Country of origin. It is a late 19th century Latin word uh, derived from filare, which means to suck. Can you use it in a sentence? That's not how you spell fellatio. That's bullshit. That's not a contextual <laughs> sentence. Quit stalling. Spell fellatio. F-E-L-L-A-C-I-T-I-O. You were with it for a while. I think you spelled fellatiatio. Kind of. Fellatiatio. Got away from me. Fellatiatio. You know, you do stuff. <laughs> uh, it's F-E-L-L-A-T-I-O. Fellatio. That's a better spelling. Frazier says that Cafe Novers Nervosa is on Pike and Third. Yeah, that is real. That's a real place? That's a real place. A made-up address? I've missed that. They said that in this episode? Pike and Third. Oh my gosh. Now who doesn't know anything? Me! I've seen this episode like 15 times, too. Well... <laughs> Third and, Third and Pike is near Pike Place Market. Yeah. Yeah, for That's sure. That's an expensive area because it has to be somewhat near Elliott Bay Towers because Martin can walk there. It is. It is an expensive area. Martin has a car. Yeah. Didn't know he had his own car. What kind of car do you think Martin drives? The Ford. I can guarantee it's American. It's American made. I built it myself. I grew, I drew the metal from the earth myself. With, with I your... speak to the ground and I pull the steel and the rubber to me. I slaughtered the animals and made the leather, and I put it together myself. This car sounds dangerous. <laughs> it is incredibly. <laughs> it's incredibly dangerous. Martin calls the police station to say, you know, my son's stuff got stolen. If you could help with that. Yeah, Mr. Up With People, he up says. with people. Mr. Up With People. And then he asks the person, you know, we used to call the guys like him when we were on the force. And then they laughed, but you never heard. What do you think they called guys like him on the force? 
Dilly doilies. Dilly doilies it is. We're going with dilly doilies. And then what do you think the other cop said that escalated it? Because yeah. Martin said, like, hey, that's my son. Super dilly doilies. Super dilly doilies. You're like, that's too far, that's man. That's too far. It's too far. That's the slur. He's a regular dilly doily at most. He is still physically tall. Every time we come across someone who is now, you know, has faith in humanity, we're going to call him Dilly Doily. Which, I'm going to remember this, because Martin doesn't have faith in people and Frazier does. I feel like we're going to swap that at some point. Hmm, interesting. So, prediction for the spreadsheet. Prediction for the spreadsheet. Yeah, that's a difficult prediction to follow up on. Speaking of predictions that you made, in earlier episode, Fraser Crane's Day Off, you predicted that one day Daphne would host his radio show. Yeah. And she went to the studio she was for there. the first time. Yeah. Do you Are you going to stand by that prediction? Laying the seeds. Okay. Laying the seeds. Is that the title of Daphne's new gardening show? I would absolutely listen to Daphne's gardening show. <laughs> well, Maris needs Daphne out of the apartment and distracted. She can finish what she started with Mark. Oh, you're going back to the going back. thing? Unbelievable. It's been it's been disproven. He survived the assassin's bullet. Uh, we got a pretty, pretty sexy phone call. Kill the music. Pretty sexy phone Kill it, call. Shut from it down. Denise. I don't like it. I want it gone. Denise Kill the music. Called in and said, "Thank you, Fraser, for the best, best night, first date night." So she went. They were, they were just, getting busy. Let's just go back a, a step. This woman. We got a phone call. This model who had a shoot downtown yeah. was picked up Denise. by. Denise was picked up by Nathan Lane. Yeah. Um, wearing Fraser's suit with the legs stapled because he. <laughs> Nathan, he stapled the legs. He stapled the legs. I love these Because he didn't want to have the them legs. taken in. So Nathan Lane waddles up to you. Nathan Lane, this, everybody. Nathan Lane's in hey, this episode. Nathan Lane's in this episode. It turns out to be Nathan Lane as the criminal yeah. with a goatee. Mm-hmm. Nathan Lane with a goatee. Yeah. And a stapled suit comes up to you saying that he is Fraser Crane from the radio. I would do anything he asked, like, yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 100%. He pledges you like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Leaves in a BMW, which you just know is Frazier's car. So. It makes sense. You call into Frazier's radio station. Yeah. Hear a fundamentally different voice and just want to thank him for doing the dirty, but you didn't leave your business card or any kind of anything. Everyone's voice sounds different on the phone. <laughs> So I just you're trying. To call you're trying to find plot holes. It all is perfectly put together. But he did invite her for like a day drink at this empty bar, Alberto's. Yeah, come to meet me, <laughs> Alberto's tomorrow at some time. Mm-hmm. So then Fraser comes to camp out to catch him, and you know it's gonna end poorly for Fraser. And Nathan Lane does because Nathan Lane, whatever you want, the guy that's like, oh, I confess, I'm so sorry, double cross. <laughs> like that's a, just a Nathan Lane move. Nathan Lane at this point was was well known. Yeah, had pr- the producers come out? No, that was later. But you know what had just come out? The Lion King, the cartoon. He was Timon. Oh, he was Timon. Timon and Pumbaa. So he had just kind of reached some fame for that. He was in a few other movies uh, at that point, but that was his kind of big breakthrough voice role, at least, because he's got a great voice. He does much he, like much like Kelsey Grammer. He has a very recognizable. Not, not as, voice. Yeah, not a, not a, not like the same voice so as Kelsey like, Grammer. Almost as different as you can get. Yeah, but. Both great voices. Yes. Frazier got so mad when he was at the radio station that he couldn't even finish his Shakespeare quote. No. That's Which how you also know. could be a Kelsey Grammer thing. Yeah. Uh, would you like to hear the full Shakespeare yeah. quote? This is from Othello. He who steals my purse steals trash. Tis something, nothing. Twas mine, tis his, and has been slave to thousands. But he that filches from me my good name robs me of that which not enriches him and makes me poor indeed. It's a very apt quote. 
that he, Graham he, was he, not going to learn that whole quote. He couldn't get out. Clean was like, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. Debate, yeah. Was, was, it, was it written that he forgot the quote? I'm going to go was with he just this was like, like Kelsey Grammer, no. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this. That's believable to me. It was a pleasure to see Nathan Lane in a goatee. It's fun. Just an honor. Not a pleasure. Just, I go- feel grateful. I having, don't think goatees ever add to a situation. You're talking to someone who had a goatee for a lot of their adult life. I understand that. Yeah. And it's still hidden under my beard. Well, it's just, you know, <laughs> has friends now. I either think you own a boat that you don't use enough, mm-hmm. or you're going to have an opinion I don't agree with. Frazier has a BMW. <laughs> Frazier does have a BMW. I don't. I didn't know that. Maybe we've mentioned it, but... Well, we knew that Niles had a Mercedes because he talked about that in the Seat of Power episodes because uh, Danny Kriesel had the big Mercedes. The big Mercedes, yeah. Yep. But Frazier has a BMW, I guess. The thing that bugged me at this episode, they all got on Frazier for like falling for this scam that he had your car keys and you agreed to meet him. It's a terrible scam. Frazier could have parked around the block and the dude would have no idea which car was his. That's I- I guess you're just booping, but if someone says, like, I found your wallet or briefcase, let's meet at this location. Were there boopers in, in 95? Were there boopers in 95? And by boopers, uh, just in case people can't see us. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. Yeah, that exists. I feel like that existed. You'd think if it did exist, it would certainly exist for, like, a BMW, uh, yeah, exactly. right? Like, the high-end cars might have had them, they if anything. got them on this, like, classic scam of they steal your bag containing your keys, so then they call you because they have your number, and they agree to meet you, and they steal your car, and they pretend to be your identity, and they have sex with a woman saying they're you, and they drive away in your car, and they come to meet you with a drink, and then you have to get them, and they say they're you, and have the police carry you away. It's so obvious, Frazier. Listen... Again, I know you're trying to find a hole with this episode. That all makes there perfect sense. It's, it's, they fully, fully thought this through. That's the man pretending to be Fraser Crane. He's talking with Nathan Lane for a while. Nathan Lane says he's just lazy. Yeah. He's not somebody who, like, you know, seeked out a life in crime and anything. He's just, he's just lazy. That's the easiest way out to most situations. He says, my, you know, my dad and mom loved me, and I was the bully next door. I've noticed a trend here. The Creasels were bullies. Yep. They turned out fine. They they make a lot of money. They oh, yeah. drive Mercedes. They have families and everything like that. A lot of bullies turn out fine. This guy's turning out fine. The show is telling us that like bully more. Bully more. Bully I think more. Is, is what the show is telling us. I agree with that. Frazier says to Nathan Lane's character, "You wanted to get caught. It's a classic cri de cour. I know you speak French. Cri de cour? Creamy cream." Creamy cream is correct. Yes. He says, I know you wanted to get caught. It's a classic creamy cream. I don't write the show. It actually means a passionate plea Ah. or protest, which makes even more sense than creamy cream. (laughs) Barely. Barely. End of the episode. A little ambiguous. Yeah, Frazier gets dragged away. Unclear if he gets his wallet and car back, but Frazier's infinite money will replenish by next week. And let us never speak of this again. You don't think we're ever going to see the criminal again? No, we're never going to see Nathan Lane again. Will there even be a mention of how they how he got his stuff back? No. Okay. No, there will not. Niles will have Nathan Lane secretly killed at one point <laughs> and drop him to the bottom of the sound with Eric. Seems like but, something that Maris would do. Maris is more subtle than that. Wait a minute. The bottom of the sound with who? With Eric the barista. That reminds me. There's a new barista in this episode. I didn't notice. Barista. <laughs> they didn't give the name of the barista. A and lot the barista of them don't get names. Didn't have any lines per se. But this is the third or fourth barista we've run across. We've had Eric. We had the woman who is just identified as waitress in the credits so far. So step up from barista. She's the one that kept 
bringing Fraser the wrong order. Yeah, because he the right order. Well, Fraser's being Fraser. Yeah, and uh, and now we got this guy. This guy. That's all I got about that. Okay, I just get really excited about new baristas. They're exciting. A couple times throughout the episode, Niles opens the door for beautiful women. Yes. And they don't acknowledge him, and he ends up confronting one of them at the bar. You cut me in line, let me buy everything for you. Yeah. At the end of the episode, in the post-credits scene, he runs into, or he opens the door. Was it that same woman? I think it was the same woman, and then she steals his watch. Yeah. With incredible precision. Yeah, she is She is a thief. Yes. She, is, she was a bad egg from the start. I tell you, man, the minute I saw her, I knew. Yeah, we won't be seeing her again. I will give you $7. I could use it. Okay, that's all. Cool, thank you. I will give you $7 if you can guess the name of the caller, Denise, that had a passionate night with Nathan Lane. Angela Bassett. Seven seventy-five. Eight dollars I will. don't know. I didn't watch the credits. I don't know either. Uncredited. <gasps> Bastard. An uncredited caller. That's how you knew I wouldn't get it. Yeah. That's how you were so confident. That's why it was so easy to throw away seven seventy-five. <laughs> Come on the show, Angela Bassett. Prove him wrong. <laughs> There's only one way to know if it was Angela Bassett. <laughs> By contacting Angela Bassett. Yes, I'll hold. Yeah, hello, Angela? Were you? Oh, it's went down. Want to paint a picture? Yeah. We caught up with Frazier at the end of his radio show one day. And at the end of his show, he says, you know, I've really enjoyed hosting the show today. Nasty old Gertrude aside. Mm-hmm. Who was Gertrude and what was her problem that she called in with? Hello, Dr. Crane. I've had a problem for some time. Hello, Gertrude. I'm listening. I don't like how you use your show for your personal pleas. I have very few hours in the day that I like to listen to people's different problems, and I don't want to hear your briefcase got stolen and you want your chair back and you want to sleep with that woman again. You need to solve problems, not start them. Gertrude, it sounds like somebody's hurt you at some point. How is your relationship with your parents? It sounds like you have a bad haircut. I don't know when you get it cut, but I know you do. I've seen future season pictures. So you you think you can see the future, Gertrude? I know I can see the future. And you're going to play this character for another 40 years. We're going to reboot you and reboot you. And when you're dead... Oh, we seem to have lost Gertrude. Man, she was nasty. Breaking the fourth wall, or the fifth wall, if it's now on our podcast. Unclear. She was kind of a soothsayer. I know. (laughs) Gertrude. Honestly. I hope it's in the deleted scenes. It is. The the Gertrude call. The bloops. Yeah. Hashtag find the Gertrude call. (laughs) Hey, Will and Jace, a Frasier podcast, Frasier Army. Let's start, let's get this trending. We can never get these hashtags to trend. We haven't even gotten anyone to to try them yet. (laughs) In fact, we haven't tried them yet. We we forget about them. Hashtag Will and Jace, a Frasier podcast, 2020 Gertrude trend. Man, would we take the world by storm. So how long was Nathan Lane going to pretend to be Frasier Crane? How long, what was his full plan here? Yeah, what was his end game? He had Fraser's car and wallet with a picture that looks nothing like him. It'd be funny if one day he came in and hosted the radio show. That would be really good. <laughs> like he just started the radio show. And Ross is like, I don't know which one to shoot. It'd he be- has the wallet, Fraser, and looks at both of them. <laughs> I want that Ross like, is no baffled. one can tell them apart. I like that. It would have been a good twist if, if Frazier went to Alberto's to confront him and then yeah. was listening to the radio and Nathan Lane hopped on the radio. Yeah, it just becomes like a black mirror. <laughs> and then Martin was like, you fell for that old trick? Yeah. You went to meet him at Alberto's and then he hosted your radio show. That happens All to right. everyone. All right, son. 
<laughs> you honestly fell for the trick where you left your briefcase on the floor with your car keys and the briefcase and your wallet and your dry cleaning tag and he took that and he grabbed a suit and he pretended to be you with the wallet and he said he was going to meet you so you met him and then he took your car and then he went to meet a woman and then he took your identity from there and pretended to be you in every facet of your life and now even I don't know which one you are. I don't know which one to shoot. I wanted the 10 minutes of this episode to be every character saying, I don't know which one to shoot. <laughs> that would have been good. And pulling a gun on Frazier and Nathan Lane. And then it gets dark at the end when yeah. they shoot Nathan Lane. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just flat out kill him. It's yeah. one of those like very special yeah. Frazier episodes. <laughs> and no one's sure if they made the right choice. Frazier has his identity stolen kind of in this kind episode. Of. Yeah. You really can't do it as well pre-internet. Because again, what is he going to do? Pull out this ID that with a picture of not him. Yeah. There's really, this suit is in no way identifies him as Frazier. The car doesn't identify him as Frazier. He just has his wallet. Frazier doesn't have his wallet. You'd think he'd be a difficult identity to steal because yeah. his face is on buses. His face is on buses. Like he literally, a very he could distinctive voice. Bus going by yeah. like, you're not Frazier. You are like two feet shorter than Frazier. <laughs> you can't tell how tall someone is on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> could be any height. Rating for this episode? Another two for me. Another two. You're you're struggling your way through season two. A little bit. Fair enough. A little bit. I'm giving it another four. Jesus. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I I take that back. Three point five. Yeah, I'm bringing you down. I'll I'll bring it down a little bit. Taking your enjoyment away from you. I don't enjoy it as much as the retirement is murder episode last one, and that was a four. Yes. So theory of relativity. Got to rate Frazier a three point five. I've read science. If you're looking at a train versus being on a train, Mm -hmm. you fell for that old trick. (laughs) Shut up, Martin. Next episode is called You Scratch My Book. You Scratch My Book. Ellipsis. (laughs) Another ellipsis. Could be anything. Double ellipsis. Hashtag six dots. 20 year time skip. Um, You Scratch My Book. Frazier goes to the book signing. Frazier has book. He has a book. Frazier has a book? Frazier has a book. That's a very basic Frazier sentence. Frazier has a book. He has a book that comes out. Subject, he verb. Published of some paper, and no one really likes it, and he goes to the book signing of a very popular, like, pop psychiatrist, Dr. Phil type, who has a book out that people are just lining up around the block about. And it's about Frazier trying to, like, oh, I'll endorse your book if you endorse my book. And the guy's like, I don't think I really need your endorsement, Frazier. And Frazier gets all flustered. It's like, he doesn't think I need, I, he needs my endorsement. Everyone needs my endorsement. And Martin says, just calm down. It doesn't matter that people like your book or not. And Niles says, yes, Frazier, I wouldn't get so mad if it was my book. And Daphne says, when I was a girl, I used to cover myself in jelly. And the credits roll. You got the jelly part right. Thank God. No, actually, you're really close on this one. Yes! It is a pop psychiatrist sort of thing. If I remember right, Dr. Honey Snow. Terrible name. Yeah, well, Frazier thinks so. (laughs) Anyways, we'll see his reaction to that in the next episode. Until then, if you don't mind going on to Apple Podcasts and rating and reviewing us or whatever podcast platform you use, uh, and also follow us on Twitter or Instagram, Will and Jace Frazier Podcast on Instagram. We post lots of stuff on Instagram. It's fun. And simultaneously on Twitter. It just pulls from the Instagram. It, it does. I, I'm pretty lazy about the Twitter. About the Twitter. <laughs> about the Twitter. Yeah. Let me tell you something about the Twitter. <laughs> Anyways, I'm done. No more. No more.